Hi, everyone. As you may have realized from the title of the episode, we're going to be talking about trauma in the chakras. This can be a very sensitive topic, and I wanted you to know right up front so you can make the best decision for you about listening to these episodes. They will not be graphic or specific, but if you think it'll cause you harm to listen, please don't. Your emotional and mental health is really important. Take care of it. Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to the show. I am so glad you're here. Let's talk for a second about last week's episode on throat chakra trauma. Evidently, this one hit a bit of a nerve. And I'm not surprised because, like I said, it's one of the places I see a lot of issues. If you found yourself having to answer some uncomfortable questions or look some things in the eye that you'd rather have avoided, well, that's that's kind of what we do around here. Go within or go without, as they say. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be flip. I, I'm, I'm really not. It can absolutely be challenging to acknowledge painful things, especially since we spend a lot of time pushing them down or trying to forget about them. Or maybe you're like me and turn some of your most painful moments into funny little stories you can tell people like about eating plastic in your sandwich at a restaurant. The actual event wasn't painful particularly, but realizing what it said about me on a deeper level was. And also, thank you to everyone who asked. Yes, I'm totally fine and recovered from the incident. The blood was quite, was quite minimal. And I really can be grateful for it, which I guess is maybe odd to say, but it opened my eyes and my thoughts to just how extreme my avoidance issues were getting. And it sounds like some of you experience the same kind of thing, or you're starting to really ask yourself if the stories in your head are true, or if they're someone else's stories that were just given to you. And because it was a trusted authority figure, you believed them without question. The point is, we're exploring that now. We're no longer just letting it sit, letting that trauma inform our thoughts and feelings and behavior without examining it. And that is the first step to healing. So yes, I hear you. And I feel for you when you say that some of these episodes are resonating. I got a delightful message from someone telling me they both loved and hated me in that moment. And that's so very human, right? We can feel miserable and also know that we're doing the right thing. So keep at it, you beautiful humans, because you are changing and growing. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care 
a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So what do you say? We continue to be a little uncomfortable and talk about third eye chakra trauma. This is an interesting one, which I, which I know I say that about every chakra, but it's true. They're all interesting. The, the third eye is located in the middle of your brow and up a little, where the proverbial third eye would be. Sometimes if you're focusing on it, you can feel a little pressure in that area and you know exactly where yours is. It governs your right to see, primarily to see the truth and to see reality. Physically, it does work with the eyes and with your brain. When you're balanced here, you're in touch with your intuition. You have good visualization skills, and sometimes your perception is heightened. Be careful about this one, though, because sometimes we think our perception is heightened, but we're actually just imagining that we know more about someone's actions or thoughts than we actually do. That is an imbalance, but it can feel really true, so we, we, just, we just want to be careful. And that leads us right into talking about what kinds of trauma might lead to injury in the third eye. The first thing may feel really familiar because it moves back to the throat chakra a bit. Lies about reality can cause trauma here. You might have heard this called gaslighting from the old movie Gaslight, and it happens when you're being when what you're being told doesn't match what you see. You can start to doubt your sanity, essentially. You're experiencing something and being told that you're not, that you must be wrong, that something must be wrong with you, that you can't believe your own perceptions of the world. And it interferes with your right to see. You start to think that your opinions and ideas are fundamentally flawed in some way. The primary time for development of the third eye is adolescence. And a lot of well-meaning adults trying to keep teenagers out of trouble will say things that aren't true, that don't match the reality the children are experiencing, and that can start to have an impact on self-trust and trust of others. For example, I've known many women who got to this point in their development and were told that boys are evil or bad and are only interested in the girls for sex. And obviously, there are a lot of hormones in the teenage years, but this simply isn't true. And it has the effect of causing girls to question their value, to question everyone they come into contact with, to start looking for malintent when it might not be there, and to think that their only value comes in what they can offer sexually to others because that's what they're being told is the only thing half the population wants from them. The reality is that connections can be made in many ways. But what we experience as a non-sexual relationship is given overtones of something it isn't. There are so many things wrong with this, not 
least of which is that it assumes only heterosexual attraction for everyone, but that this kind of seeing the truth or not seeing reality has lasting effects on our ability to form relationships of all kinds as adults. Another way trauma might form, children who witness abuse, only to be told that they didn't see what they know they saw, will doubt their ability to see and understand reality, or being told that what they've experienced isn't valid, that their own abuse is normal and good. When you can't match what you're seeing and experiencing in the world to what you're being told, that can start to damage the third eye chakra. The the incongruity can cause the third eye to shut itself away. Seeing extreme violence can have this same effect, and not necessarily because we're told not to believe it, but because the human brain, especially young brains, can have a lot of trouble processing true horrors. Another trauma to the third eye is something I don't see a lot, but it does happen, so I want to mention it. Sometimes children and adolescents in particular experience psychic events, maybe a vision or a sense of extraordinary knowing. Now, most of the time that's either accepted or maybe even dismissed as a silly childhood imagination. And that, that doesn't necessarily cause much trauma. However, particularly in very religious homes, something traumatic can happen. And of course, it can go one of two ways because energy is always about balance. First, and this is the less frequent in my experience, but first, the the psychic event is treated as if it's a massive gift and the child is expected to perform on demand or do psychic tricks for the adults in her life. That can cause a major imbalance of excessive energy here as the child tries to force energy into a developing chakra to meet those expectations. The more common occurrence, though, seems to be treating the event as though it was both not real and evil. That such things don't exist, and to even pretend they do, makes you evil. This happens in hyper-religious homes who struggle with the ideas of demons and whether they're real or possession stories, things like that. The fear that these things might exist causes people to forcefully deny their existence and then everyone has to live in this terrible state of duality where what they do or don't want to believe is at odds with what a church might or might not teach. You see where this could be traumatic if the reaction from parents or authority figures is strong but conflicting. So, how might these traumas express themselves in your life now? Well, we we touched on one a bit already, and that's constant questioning of your own judgment and of your own perceptions and of your own value. If you find yourself saying, well, I could be wrong, when you know you're not actually wrong, but you feel you need to put that qualifier in because you just can't trust yourself, that's a third eye chakra imbalance. And we we probably all do that once in a while, but it's like everything else. When it's negatively affecting you or it's not part of the person you want to be, 
that's an imbalance that you might want to address. That's trauma that might need your attention. Other ways that we experience low activity in the third eye might be an inability to think outside the box, to have trouble thinking imaginatively. I talk about this in my manifesting work. We think there's one single best way to do something and anything that doesn't exactly match those parameters might not ever even get on our radar. Creative problem solving is hard when this is the case. I worked with a woman once who had this trouble regularly. Her view of what life could and should be was so narrow that when anything entered her awareness that didn't fit into this tiny box, she literally could not understand what was being said. Now, she could understand the words themselves, but not how they were forming an idea. In fact, it was almost as if she was in denial that the words themselves could form an idea. You can also see this in people who believe there's only one way to go through life. The right way is to go to school, go to college, get a job, get married, have children, be a mom or dad, and there's an all-in-the-one-way-right way to do that, and then you retire, and then you die, and then there just aren't any other ways to do things. And it's different from people who want to live that life and consider it traditional or desirable or whatever. It's when the idea that someone, anyone, might do something else is so abnormal that it's almost repulsive. That's a third eye imbalance. We see this in religion too. Absolute intolerance for almost the very existence of religious beliefs outside our own. It's an inability to imagine possibilities, difficulties seeing the future. And the problem can be that the development of this skill was intentionally shut down as the person was developing the sixth energy center. And these are extreme examples, but if there's extreme trauma, this can happen. It's, it's all on a continuum, of course, so you may find that you experience these symptoms, but to a lesser extent than what I'm describing. On the other hand, if activity is too high in the third eye for a person's specific balance and comfort, it can cause difficulty concentrating, racing thoughts, spiral thinking. I, I hate to say too much imagination, but the, the kind of imagination process where we picture every little last thing that can go wrong and obsess about it. Delusions or hallucinations can be a part of this. And they should absolutely be checked out by a doctor or a therapist because there are medical treatments for those kinds of symptoms that can bring balance back into your life as you work on any potential energetic problem. I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally consider daydreaming to be an imbalance, but if it's interfering with how you want to live your life, then it might be worth looking into. And then one last thing I want to talk about as far as third eye chakra imbalances caused by trauma, uh, it is actually more of a physical malady, and that's headaches or migraines. Now, these can certainly have a physical cause, which can be diagnosed and treated, but 
Frequent or severe headaches are a sign of potential trauma in the third eye. Even just a lot of work on this energy center can cause headaches. If that's you, then finding some balance here, some healing here might be helpful. Now, therapy is particularly helpful in healing third eye chakra trauma because it's a very intellectual exercise sometimes. Dream journaling is also a great way to find any patterns that might be disturbing your balance. Each morning, write down any dream or dream fragment that you remember, even if it's just a word or two, an image or two. This has a couple benefits. One is seeing any of those recurring themes that might be filling your mind, causing obsession, but it will also help you improve your memory, which can lag if there's trauma in the third eye chakra. And of course, meditation is an incredible modality here. Silent meditation can help calm an overstimulated third eye and guided visualizations can help stimulate an underactive energy center. One of my favorite physical ways to calm the third eye is taking child's pose from yoga and resting my forehead on the mat and just gently rocking my head from side to side, giving that, that third eye a little massage almost. The pressure from the mat can both disperse excess energy or stimulate more if I need it in that moment. And the fun thing is, I, I don't even have to really be too aware of which I need. Just the simple act of doing it can create the balance in either direction. So those are a few things that you can try to help out with any sort of third chakra trauma you may feel you've experienced. You can also go back to episode 40, uh, where we talked about the third eye healing practices and get some other ideas. Just, Just be extra gentle with yourself on this one and have some patience and compassion. I mean, that's actually a a good way to approach all of this work, right? Third eye or otherwise. But that was our exploration for this week. I'm hoping that this series is still shedding some light on your life or your interactions with other people. One thing I've been thinking about is that we can get really caught up in our own trauma. And there's nothing really wrong with that because we can really only control and heal ourselves. We have the right and responsibility to make ourselves the best version we can possibly be. But we can also hear about trauma and notice that we might be seeing these signs in people that we know. And instead of saying, oh, she for sure has throat chakra trauma, maybe we can, maybe we can have a little more understanding and compassion for the suffering of others. And when they do or say something that we don't like or that hurts us, instead of being reactive, we can respond with compassion and love. Not that it will be easy, but I'm pretty sure we started out this very episode by saying this work isn't easy, so it ought to fit right in. Anyway, I hope you have a beautiful day inside and out. Don't forget to follow Your Chakra Coach on Facebook and Instagram. You can also check out the website. Reach out to me anytime. I love to chat with y'all. I hope you have a 
fantastic day. Bye.